Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027. And it's wonderful to be with you this morning. I hope that you've had a great week. This morning we're looking at another huge festival in the church, Trinity Sunday, where we celebrate God, three persons in one and one in three. And I'm going to be sharing my own thoughts on this. You might have different thoughts. And it always reminds me of the man who only went to church on Trinity Sunday because he liked to see the preacher tied up in knots. So I hope I don't get tied up in knots, but please what I share will be my, my thoughts. And you're welcome to differ. Now, I'm going to begin by looking at the collect because I think it is a wonderful prayer and we'll be praying it in church this Sunday. So it begins, God of unchangeable power. And sometimes I think we need a reminder that God's power is unchangeable. God is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And in this ever-changing landscape of the world in which we're living, it's important to remember that God is the same. And it goes on to say, you've revealed yourself to us as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. The three different people, three different persons of God. And we are told to keep firm in the faith that we may praise and bless God's holy name. For you are one God, living and reigning in glory, now and forever. Amen. So that's just a beautiful prayer for Trinity Sunday. What is Trinity Sunday? As I said, we're celebrating God is three in one and one in three, three persons and yet one. And for me, and this is what I say, it is my thoughts. They have different functions, but they are one substance. And I want to look at the different functions and I want to look at what I think that one substance is first this morning. So when we look at God the Father or God the Parent, God is the creator of all. God is the judge of all, we're told. So God created the universe in which we live. We live in one little galaxy, and our little galaxy is 100,000 light years across. So you can imagine the enormity of God's power to create the whole universe. And that's what for me is so amazing, that God who created this entire universe cares about you and I. So that is God the Father or God the Parent, if you prefer. Then we have Jesus the Son, who's also our brother in God, because God said we are his sons and daughters. And he is also our spiritual GPS, if you like, showing us how to live in communion with other people, showing radical inclusive love, non-judgmental, except of course for the religious leaders, so I have to be careful. And he welcomed people in, loved them into God's kingdom. And God's love um, is made manifest within Jesus. That's what we see. And then we have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit for me is the power of God made manifest in the lives of the early disciples and in our own lives, and even Jesus had to be baptized by the Holy Spirit before he went out and did his work for those three years before he was crucified. So it is the powerhouse of God, if you like, made manifest within you and I and a free gift of God, as I said. So the Holy Spirit is for all of us, and it enriches us, refuels us, encompasses us, teaches us, affirms us and leads us in the way of God and allows others to encounter God within us. Now looking at the one substance, and this is where someone may disagree with me, I would normally have used the analogy of the egg. There's the eggshell, the yolk and the white. They're all three the same thing. They're all an egg, but they're all different parts of the egg. Or even better, the water. I've always found that a better analogy because you've got steam, liquid water and ice and they all have that same chemical formula, H2O. But what I see this year by one substance, that one substance for me is love, eternal love. God is love. Jesus demonstrates love. The Holy Spirit empowers us to love, to love others, even those that are difficult to love, 
with the love of God. So for me this year, as I look at the three different persons of the Trinity, I would say, yes, they all have different functions, but the one substance of all of them, the one thing we encounter in all of them, is God's love. So as you think of that, I'm going to play for you now Restore on the Mighty Hot 1027, and it is about God's healing and God restoring because God loves us. Enjoy. Hot 1027. Restore on Hot 1027. You're listening to Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church, and it's great to be back with you again this morning. I am looking at the Trinity, God, three in one and one in three. And I've looked at the different functions as I see them, and I've looked at the one substance that I believe is God, and that is God's love. And that love is higher, deeper, wider than anything we can comprehend or understand, and it's all inclusive. And I agree with Paul, and I want to read these words because sometimes we just need to hear them again. Paul, writing to the Romans, says, Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor other heavenly rulers or powers, neither the present nor the future, nothing, neither the world above nor the world below, there is nothing, absolutely nothing in all creation that will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours through Jesus Christ our Lord. And even that reading for me reiterates that God is love, the substance that is in God, the substance in Jesus Christ, the substance of the Holy Spirit is love. And so because God loved us so much, God sent Jesus to show us a way of living that would enable us to live in right relationships with God and others, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised that Holy Spirit, the Comforter, promised it to the early disciples. In fact, he told them, as I've said before, that he had to go so the Holy Spirit would come for them, and he told them to wait for that Holy Spirit. Now last week, I briefly mentioned one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit was wisdom, and I want to expand on that briefly now before I look at other relationships. When we look at, the, at, when we look at that gift of wisdom, I want to go to 1 Corinthians 2 verse 6. Yet I do proclaim a message of wisdom to those who are spiritually mature, says Paul to the church in Corinth. But it's not the wisdom that belongs to the world or the powers that rule the world, powers that are losing their power. Now that's good news for me to hear those powers are losing their power, the worldly powers are losing their power over all of us. And it reminds me of that expression, things are always darkest before the dawn. And I don't know about you, but when I have stayed up at night or I'm not sleeping well, it is true that that hour before the dawn is probably the worst. And then dawn comes and everything changes and you're able to think logically again and things get better. So what Paul is saying that those powers will lose their power. And he goes on to say the wisdom Jesus proclaims is God's hidden wisdom, which is already chosen for our glory even before the world was made. None, none of the rulers of this world knew this wisdom. If they had known it, they would not have crucified Jesus Christ. And if I were to look at the world today, I would say if they had known it, a lot of what's happening right now wouldn't be happening. And he goes on to say what no one ever saw or heard, what no one ever thought could happen, is the very thing God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God made known his secret through the Holy Spirit. Isn't that a beautiful promise? God reveals God's self to us and God's secrets and God's wisdom through the Holy Spirit. Now, not to belabor the point, but Paul goes on to say that the Spirit searches all things and knows all things, even about God. And we have received the Spirit, this Holy Spirit. What an amazing gift from God. 
So I urge you to go and read the whole of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 because God's Spirit reveals God's wisdom to us to enable us to cope with life, in fact more than cope, to thrive in this life, knowing that this is not all there is. There is so much more in God. Coming up now on Hot 1027, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And I just thought that was so appropriate considering we've just been talking about God's hidden wisdom. Enjoy. Hot 1027. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, on Hot 1027. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona. It's great to be with you this morning. We have been looking at the Trinity, and I've looked at the different functions of the Trinity, of the three persons of the Trinity. I've looked at how I think they're all one substance, and that one substance is love. And I've looked at the gifts of the Holy Spirit, well, particularly the gift of wisdom and God's hidden wisdom, which is made manifest within us or made visible to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I want to look at relationships because I do think the Trinity is all about relationships. And relationships are hard. They're also beautiful. They're also wonderful. They also make us happy and affirming and bring us joy. And we were designed, I believe, created to live in relationship with ourselves, with God and with each other. Anyone in any sort of relationship understands, and I think we're all in relationships, understands that they can be hard and require work. But we also need to make sure that love is the foundation of that relationship. So love needs to be the foundation of all. And here I'm not just talking romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about deep connections, spiritual friendships, whatever. All sorts of relationships. Now let's look at Paul in 1 Corinthians 13. And I want to look at what he talks about when he talks about love. And remember, he's writing to a church that's in trouble, a church that has been exercising all sorts of spiritual gifts and thriving, but is now divided over leadership. And he reminds them about love. And he says, if you don't build it in love, don't bother to build it at all, because it will not stay. So it begins, but for now, I will show you the most excellent way, love. And he goes on to say, love is patient and kind, not jealous or conceited or proud not ill-mannered or selfish or irritable. Love keeps no record of wrongs. It is not happy with evil, but is happy with the truth. Love never gives up, and its faith, hope, and patience never fail. Those beautiful words. And we can go on to Colossians three twelve to 17 if we want to learn more about love. So it says, We are called to clothe ourselves, this is within a Christian community, so within relationships, with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We call to be tolerant. We call to forgive everyone, just as Jesus forgave us. And all these things we need to have or be undergirded by love, which binds all things together in perfect unity. And we have to keep peace to guide us in our decisions. And we always need to be thankful. Now, isn't that beautiful? I mean, there's a lot in there and a lot to work on. And I'm pleased we have our time to work on it through our lives. But let's just look at those three persons of the Trinity and their relationship. God sent Jesus. Jesus was obedient even to the cross. He said to God, if you can take this cup from me, please do so. But if not, I will do what you ask. God loved Jesus. So God didn't want to punish Jesus. God didn't want to see Jesus on the cross. But through Jesus' obedience to God on the cross, God rose him again on the third day and he overcame all sin. And he overcame all death, so that we can have eternal life and be in relationship with God. God did equip Jesus by affirming him at his baptism and sending the Holy Spirit to empower him. 
When I look at Jesus and his obedience, it is something that is perhaps, it might be frightening for us to look at, how obedient Jesus needed to be. And we might say, well, what if God wanted that of us? I always say God works all things together for the good of those who love him. And if God calls us, God equips us. When we look at the Holy Spirit too, the Holy Spirit, as I said, affirmed Jesus and helped him. So when I look at the Trinity, I see mutual submission. I see acceptance and love in all three persons of God. Jesus, as I said, overcame all death and was raised again. And when we look at that relationship, he continued to point to God and he said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. All three are interactive, loving and work for the good of all. In relationships, we do need the power of God. I often, when I'm doing a marriage, I'll talk about the zipper and I'll say they're the two people and God is the zipper that holds you together and that zipper is the Holy Spirit in your life. So for relationships to flourish and grow, we definitely need God present and we can look to the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus and their interaction to see how we can behave in that relationship. We need to seek the good of the other and as I've often said, marriage is not 50-50, it's 100-100 and it needs to be mutually submissive as you allow the other to grow into who they were created to be, and as you give them the space to do that. We definitely need to forgive. In every relationship, we need to forgive because we are human. We do mess up, and we do sometimes hurt the other person, usually not intentionally, but they may end up being hurt, and so we have to forgive people and release them from our judgment. And of course, we should always be thankful, never taking the other person for granted. So today as we celebrate the Trinity, let's look at the three persons of our triune God, but also let's examine our own relationships, and I pray that God's love will abound in you and those you love today and always. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. May God bless you, and to wrap up this morning, Majesty. Heart 1027